0: Today's show is brought to you by the letter C and the number 13. This is the More Than Drunk Podcast. I am Joseph. Welcome. First off, this is uh, entertainment purposes only. Uh, As I like to say, I am not a medical professional. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a licensed therapist or any of that kind of stuff. I'm just a guy talking into a microphone, spouting off my ideas. So if you do need that, if you need to go talk to someone with a fancy degree, please do so. Take what I say, add it to that, and see how it it helps your life. Also, I got uh, got some emails and various things about how to contribute, maybe help out, offset some costs here. Which I mean, costs are low, uh, but if if you do, if you do want to help out, I mean, if you think this is worth a buck, uh, certainly send it on over. I would appreciate it. Uh, on the the show notes, I have links to, uh, I guess, Pinecast is the service I use, uh, and they have a it's called a tip jar. You can throw some money that way or uh, Patreon uh, if, you, if you're so inclined. Other than that, uh, let's get going. We're already a minute into this, so uh, away we go. May you live in interesting times. That is uh, supposedly an an ancient Chinese curse or proverb or something along those lines. It's undoubtedly apocryphal. Uh, Apocryphal. No no one ever actually said it. Maybe it never was a Chinese curse. It just became a thing. Anyway, you might be thinking to yourself, uh, interesting times. You know, that that sounds interesting. it, It seems like something I would want to live in. But obviously, interesting times are the times that you read about in your history books. And generally, those times feature a whole lot of death, destruction, mayhem, upheaval, all those kind of things. And that sounds a lot, at least if you're living in America, that sounds a lot like what we're going through this year. So how do you go about managing your recovery When there is so much negative news out there, when it seems like, you know, every time you turn the news on, there's, there's something, something worse happened today than yesterday. And it seems to only be compounding. How do you, how do you deal with that? I mean, is there historical examples that we can look to and say, and and draw strength? I used to compare myself to the lives of others. I would sit there and say, you know, why am I having so many issues so-and-so, they have all this other stuff, and they seem to be doing fine. And then I flipped it around. I look at their life, I see all their issues, and they're doing fine. So that means that I, somewhere inside of me, I have that same strength to push through whatever I have going on. Maybe their stuff is worse. Maybe it's better. Maybe they're good at hiding it. That's, that's probably the most likely scenario. You know, what you see on social media is what people want you to see not necessarily the truth. Everyone when they go on social media it's it it's a bit of uh like a marketing campaign. You know, it's their PR department putting it out there. This is how awesome my life is. And they don't show you the day-to-day trials and tribulations, uh how life can suck sometimes. And for us, our lives we we have a lot of history of sucking in our lives thanks to the brown bottle disease. And I'm sure a lot of us spent a whole lot of time and effort hiding that from everyone to where maybe when it, it was the case for me, you know, when you come out and say, hey, look, I have this issue with drinking. And everyone already goes, well, maybe not everyone, because the people that really know you probably already knew that you had a drinking problem. But other people are like, I didn't know that about you. That is that is shocking. I You know. And so, so, so when you compare yourself to others, always remember that you're not seeing their worst times. But what you can do is again draw that strength from okay, if they're able to go through it, that means I can go through whatever I need to go through. You know, it's not going to be easy. You know, I I think I say that a lot. That that, that's what I should have titled this this uh, podcast. Is it's not going to be easy, but it's worth it. 2020 is is kind of its own meme of here is all of the awful stuff that we can cram into one year. But when you step back and you look at historical periods, you can realize that, okay, maybe this stuff isn't that awful. And if people back then got through it, I can get through this. So I want to put together some examples of times where it really sucked for a whole lot of people. And then compare that to modern times. And then also, how can we, because, I mean, obviously that, that's not necessarily a strategy to get you through the day-to-day of, you know, getting some sort of bad news. And now you want to drink. Now what do you do? Well, you, you can't sit there and look back, you know, a thousand years and be like, oh, well, they got through it. I'm fine. No, because you, you need to get, obviously, some support in there as well. Uh, so historical examples. We'll go way back in time uh 1200 bc so that's like 30 what 3200 years ago we had the in, in what is now kind of like the middle east and northern africa kind of that whole area uh and a, like where turkey is greece egypt israel kind of that big area there were three big empires the egyptian the hittite which is kind of northern iraq lebanon ish oh yeah, i guess they are also in in uh in turkey and then you had the Greek Empire going on at that time. And one day they just kind of all fell apart and disappeared. One of the theories is the in something known as the invasion of the sea peoples. So if you imagine a whole bunch of mermaids coming out of the water and attacking you, I mean, that makes for a pretty bad Tuesday. I mean, it wasn't mermaids, but... You know, all all of a sudden you have these strange people coming and invading. And and back then, invading wasn't like you have today to where, you know, your town may be, you know, it may be roughed up for a little while, a few buildings on fire. It was, they come in and completely decimate the area. They're killing and looting and raping and pillaging and plundering. And you'll be lucky to stay alive at the end of all this. And then, obviously, you know, between after that, we had the rise of, of another Greek Empire. The Egyptian Empire kind of came back a little bit. Uh, the Hit Hitites went away, but obviously, people were able to kind of pick themselves back up, rebuild what they had, and move forward. And that was also at the, kind of a tail end of the Bronze Age, and then we transitioned into the Iron Age. So, so they were actually even able to become more advanced, taking those tough times. You know, tough times make for tough people if you want an example that ties similarly to to what we're going through right now to where there's this virus and plague and awfulness going on you you look to like 1350 when the black plague the black death came through Europe and wiped out half the people and they didn't even know what was going on like nowadays we we know that it's a virus and we know the specific kind of virus and we actually have pictures of the virus and then we go in and we know we, we can map out everything about the virus and, and then even tell like if you really wanted to let's say you get sick with it they could tell oh your virus came from this area after going through that you know it, your virus came from Europe after it came from China or your virus came straight from China over to the states that's the level of knowledge we have today we have 1% fatality rates if you get sick. Black death, it was much higher than that. People were able to pick up and rebuild their society. And, and actually, they, again, they made improvements. Tough times make tough for tough people. To where a lot of scholars say, you know, that's kind of the end of serfdom or the beginning of the end of serfdom and all that. You know, middle class started to, to, to develop and grow wages were increased all these kind of things came about because of it now granted you had to survive this thing that you didn't know what the hell it was all right so i'm going to go into this next example with a bit of a pre-warning that will be coming because if i say it now it's not going to make sense but you have 1500s America's about to get decimated actually the opposite of decimated because decimated you know they used to take one out of every 10 roman soldier and kill him Well, this is the opposite. They take 9 out of every 10 natives to the Americas, indigenous peoples. Took 9 out of 10 indigenous peoples and killed them and left the one standing. And that one then went on to put up a pretty good fight to retain his countryside. Can't really say country because the idea of a country didn't really become a thing for another 200 years. Anyway, uh, so the smallpox outbreak in the Americas after... Columbus sailed the ocean blue and then a whole lot of fighting and all that kind of stuff. And this, I mean, these were people that, you know, they, they'd never seen a horse before. They'd never seen, uh, guns or ships that large or people of, of that skin color. So all of this weird stuff. And then all of a sudden people start dropping dead left, right, and center. This is, this is where, this is where the disclaimer comes in from before. I don't believe the native Americans uh, let themselves be destroyed by smallpox. So now that we got that out of the way, this is an example of where you can get bad news and let it destroy you and you go down a dark path by falling off the wagon and continuing drinking. Or you can go back to the other examples and say, you know what, we've got some tough times. What am I going to do about that? How am I going to improve myself throughout all of this? And maybe it's just a just a matter of improving yourself that you handle stressful situations better. Maybe you can talk yourself through it and, and build that skill over time to where something stressful happens, you identify it, you deal with the stress, you talk through it, and you move on. And find ways to become a better person from there. Uh, moving forward some more. Uh, 1800 France. Uh, a, a bad time if you enjoyed having your head attached to your body. You know the, the the French Revolution kind of inspired. It's like a, a a movie adaptation of a novel. So the Americans they had their revolution, and then the French were like, "Hey, this is great!" And then they kind of uh, they started chopping heads off. But from there, I mean, you have to live through a few years of Napoleon to get to the other side but from there France was able to become a republic and create freedoms and, and personal property and, and abolish monarchy and all that kind of stuff something that would then go on inspire other countries around the world and, and even deepen the connection between France and America because France and America when that, when that happened they were already pretty good buddies mostly because France hated England and America didn't hate England because they weren't in a position to really hate anyone because they needed too much other stuff but it, it was just kind of like a hey, you're you're my buddy because you hate someone that could come in and kick my butt if they really wanted to. Fast forwarding, my and this is this is probably my favorite favorite thing to draw strength from is imagine yourself born in the year nineteen hundred, or even let's let's back it up a couple of years, eighteen ninety six. Now, why do I choose that date of 1896? Because in 18 years, you're going to be of just the right age to go off and fight in World War I. And live through four years of, of horror, terror, and awfulness to get to the other side. What's on the other side? Uh, a whole lot of revolutions. Pretty much continued fighting for the next 20 years after that all around the globe. Um, oh, you're in store for what's known as the great depression, not just like the depression or a really bad, the great depression. And that was a worldwide thing. And then just when you're kind of starting to climb your way back out of that, then you get plunged into a second world war. And then six years of fighting with all of that, living under uh, a, a pretty awful regime. And yet there, there's a lot of people that took that strength and then created wondrous, amazing things. You know you look at you look at the modern United Nations that uh that allowed especially in the early years of the Cold War allowed a place for the superpowers rather than launching nukes at each other gave them a place to talk it out and I know in in my area you generally find businesses that are relatively young in you know, the last ten fifteen twenty years let's say, or businesses that were created. 1946 1947 1948 so again you go through all this awful time and you get to the other side and say you know what i'm going to make my own business i'm going to do my own thing i'm going to take that leap and then after world war Two, europe has been pretty much peaceful ever since you know after after periodic fighting of of every 30 40 years prior to that going back thousands of years there's now been no major war well, and I'll put it this way. There's been no war between England, France, Germany, the low countries, Spain, Italy, and those guys used to fight all the time. So they were able to take a bad situation and make it better. Tough times make for tough people. So why am I throwing all of these examples at you? And and I have there's, there's plenty more throughout history. I mean, you have the 1930s uh, Soviet Union with all the purges and starvation and all that kind of stuff. You have on uh, 1960 China with the great leap forward where millions of people died due to starvation. Why do I bring up all of these examples? Again, so that way you can realize that what you're going through is survivable and you can get to the other side. And realistically, you know, all of these things that I mentioned, living through them and going through those tough times, those interesting times, is that really worse than being drunk all the time. Waking up with hangovers. Worried that your liver's going to fail one of these days. Watching your gut ever get bigger. Your skin be awful. For myself, no. I mean, it'd be awful to live through a lot of those things. The disease ones, mostly because back then you didn't know what the heck it was or what to do about it. They had never heard of washing your hands. And and nowadays, it, that's weird because like... If I have dirt on my hands and I then go to make food, like, did they not wash their hands before making food? I would think so, because even if you don't think of germs and all that other kind of stuff, you get dirt in the food. I don't know if you've ever crunched on like on a potato you didn't wash thoroughly or peel. You know, every once in a while there'll be like a, just a, just one grain of dirt in there, and it gets in your teeth, and just oh, it's awful. <laughs> I'm making myself all heebie-jeebie just thinking about it. So how do, you, how do you survive interesting times and stay on the wagon? Well, first, if it's especially if it's drama or, or stuff that you're comparing yourself to someone else, get off social media, period, end of story. Take a break from it for a while. There's really nothing that awesome there. With alcoholism, there's support groups, but I mean, there's support groups in real life. And then you don't have to, you know, listen to cousin Tibby go on and on about her third summer vacation, meanwhile, hiding the fact that her credit card bills are becoming too much and she's probably going to declare bankruptcy next year. When I was in the darkest times of my mental health, I mean, the times to where I, I, I've never wanted to kill myself, but I wanted to fake my own death. I didn't want to die. I just wanted a complete reset of my situation is basically what it was. That was the first thing I did. I, I deleted my Facebook account. I got off Twitter. I I stopped, going to you know message boards and and all that kind of stuff. I just separated myself best as possible. And I need to do that again here one of these days because I noticed I've been on on it too much. It I don't think it's negatively impacting me. I'm just on it too much. So that way at least you can kind of step back from that, and especially with the election coming up, step back from that negativity. Just just come away from it so that you can at least remove something negative from your life, right? You're not creating any sort of happy space or any of that. You're, it's like, it's like when, you're, when you've eaten something bad and you throw up. Well, okay, you've gotten rid of the awfulness. You're, you still might be a little bit sick and, and feel a little crappy, but at least you've gotten rid of the awfulness, and now you can kind of start to heal from there. Another thing I did around that time is I stopped watching the news. I didn't need to be, you know, I I didn't need my mind to go back down those rabbit holes that social media was, was bringing me down. I didn't need to do that myself by watching the news. Amazingly, you can still stay very well informed without watching the news, without reading the news, any of that kind of stuff through talking with other people. And, uh, and it's just, it, I, for me, I just, during the time, I still knew what was going on. I was able to have conversations with people about things. The great thing is, is if someone brings it up, then you can ask them about it. And people love having questions asked about them. Uh, that's actually serious. It's, I guess, a scientific thing. And when you're talking with them, if 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 they want to dwell on the negative parts of all of it, try and find some, something positive in the stories or some sort of happy news or ask them about their dog or their cat or any anything good. Get the subject on something good so that way again it a lot of this is about injecting positivity into your life and and sometimes you have to it you have to force it in there you know the the square peg round hole you got to get out the biggest hammer you can and slam that square peg of happiness and positivity into that round hole of uh cell of despair now you're going to lose a little bit around the edges and that's fine. And the end's going to look a little, little goofy. You have to do what you can to at least bring the positivity yourself, right? If you were going to a potluck and you knew, and you really wanted potato salad and no one else was going to bring potato salad, what would you do? You would bring potato salad. So that way you have it. And if nobody else wants to eat it, that's fine with them, but you got your potato salad. That's what you got to do with positivity, right? It takes work. You got to chop up the potatoes, chop up the onions, mix it all in a bowl, cook it, all that kind of stuff. And it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be something you're going to get right on the first try. But if you keep working at it over and over, it'll become second nature. If you can't turn it off, or maybe you don't want to, uh, I, I would I would advise against Towards turning it off. Heck, with with the uh, the Black Lives Matter protests, go out and join the protest. Do something about it. You know, if, if you look around the world and you see a whole bunch of crappiness going around, do something about it. Influence positive change. Go out and protest. Write your uh, legislators. Call them. Uh, write letters to the editor. What whatever you need to do to impact. The change you want to see in the world, do it. You know, there's so many people that say, "Oh, you can't discuss politics nowadays," and that's and I could probably go on a three-hour rant about about why that is. But if if you feel you can't discuss politics with somebody else in your life, figure out a way to do it. You know, if you can't discuss, you know, the the COVID pandemic, figure out a way to do it. Try you know try different avenues. Again be that positive change you want to see in the world. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. It's going to be like making a potato salad. You got to chop up the potatoes, cook them, got to mix in the mayo, all that kind of stuff. But if you want the potato salad at the potluck, you're going to put in the work to do it. And so if you want positivity in your life, you got to put in the work to do it. I mean, we're all putting in the work to make better choices in our lives by staying on that wagon, no matter how bumpy it is. And ultimately, I, I think that's, you know, your experience in life is what you make of it. If you want to sit there and dwell on the negatives, and mire yourself in the awfulness that the world can provide to you, you're going to be down there in the mud, swilling around with the pigs. You know, there's there's that quote, you know, never argue with stupid people. They will drag you down to their level and beat you with experience. And so if, if you want to be negative go be negative with the other negative people. If you want to be positive, do something about it. Make that positive change, you know, go be around positive people. That was, that that was, I think one of the, one of the biggest things that helped me from my dark periods to now was, was my current wife is very hippity. I shouldn't say very hippity dippity. Um, but she believes in like energy and karma and all that kind of stuff. And I'm very much not that. However, I did notice when I was taking acting classes, the acting teacher was, she was hippity dippity. But like when I was in the class, I just, I bought into it. I I said, you know what? I'm here. Let's do it. Let's make the best of it. And it's amazing how just focusing on like feeling good in your body, how much that can help. But it's, it's not something, you know, the first few times I tried that in those classes, it was very hard to get my brain to shut up about how, no, there really isn't a heart chakra and no, there isn't yellow light beaming from my hands or whatever else. But once you, you know, I I kept working on it, kept working on it. And after a while, I was actually able to feel, you know, positive feelings when I wanted to feel positive feelings. You know, I I could sit there and I kind of tell myself like, okay, let's breathe. All right. Now imagine, you know, you're soaking in the yellow light of the sun and it's coming into your head and and you can kind of almost feel like like positivity come into you because so much about mental health is I don't want to say placebo effect, but it's very much influenced by how you think of things. It was interesting. I got into a discussion with someone uh, the other day about, you know, going back to school with the face masks and the gloves and all that kind of stuff is going to create trauma in all of the kids. And I took the position that it's not going to because one, they're going into the in, into it with the expectation that that's the way it's going to be, and it's that way for a good reason. And it's a shared experience, and, and so it's there's all kinds of positivity kind of built up around it. So we think of it as this, or at least we think of it as a not negative situation because we're making it a not negative situation. I, I firmly believe part of the reason why people are traumatized by things is because it's a situation, one, that they didn't expect, and two, they're out on their own little island because they experienced it. Finally, I i mean, with with all of this, there's really, there's nothing that I can really say you know there's there's no magic beans, there's no magic words that get you through interesting times. It's all in how you f- frame it within your mind. If you frame all of this as awful, terrible things, that is how you're going to perceive it. If you frame it as 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 an experience that you know what, we're here living life and we only get so many years on this planet and this is an exp- I mean this is an event that's going to be talked about for at least the next hundred years i mean think of the spanish flu we're still talking about that and so this is this is going to be that event that people are going to be talking about and as you talk to your grandkids or great grandkids or anything any of that kind of stuff you will have that experience to be able you know when they say oh oh grandpappy grand grandmama what was it like in 2020 you can have those stories, you can, you can relate to them, and then, and then you could be the old person to say, oh, back in my day, we had to walk three miles uphill in the snow to get a mask. And if we didn't have a mask, we were arrested. So just, I mean, think of that. Think, think of the, the entertainment factor that that brings when you're in your nursing home, half senile. You'll at least have that for entertainment. So, no, I, again, I, I have no magic words for any of this. I'm struggling through it all myself, trying to figure out, you know, we, we had the big school decision here a couple weeks ago, uh, that we made and that was stressful. Uh, and then of course, just, just the complete unknowns, you're only going to know what's going on right now, what history has taught you. And when you get into unprecedented situations like we are now, you figure it out the best you can. And now you can figure it out with with negative energy and negative thoughts. Or you can put some positive thoughts in your brain. You know, cram them in there. Take that square peg and cram it in the round hole. And at least try to frame everything in a positive light. With that, I bid you all adieu. Best of luck to you. I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. An asteroid could crash into the earth. Or the sun might come up, the birds might chirp, and we get through another day. But know that for today and for tomorrow, but today for sure, I will not drink with you. Have a good one.